welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. So many options uh, to listen to, so many podcasts, fantastic podcasts out there, I will say as well. Uh, And you've uh, chosen to listen to the show. Uh, unbelievably appreciated. Thank you very much this week. Uh, we are still on five scouts uh, in my army, if you will. Uh, we, uh, since the uh, fortunate, uh, really happy for Marius Flachnecker, uh, that he was, uh, that he doesn't have time for us, which is fantastic because that's my goal for all of these guys here. Uh, since his, uh, since his, uh, decided that he can't uh, take part anymore. Uh, I haven't found, uh, I'm still in the search search process. Um, and uh, will be a couple weeks, uh, but I, 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 I have a couple candidates and, and so we'll be uh, maybe even on the next, uh, on the next show with Ivan uh, and uh, uh, Jason. And so, as I just said, uh, this week we have Ivan uh, Mitrovic and uh, Jason Filippi, uh, two, uh, two guys looking at, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Jason is, uh, t- Jason talks about his, uh, you know, a couple of guys from his recent trip down to Bassano to see, uh, the up and coming Italian academy there, uh, run by Giacomo, um, Giacomo Rossi. And then, um, uh, Ivan has a couple of Balkan guys, um, actually a couple of, uh, very interesting guys, uh, who, uh, people know, people are, will remember, and and uh, so it's always great to have updates on some of these guys. And uh, one guy probably people don't know very well at all, um, but uh, has a, a certain connection to me. Um, so uh, as you all know, this is part of the taking uh, taking the charge Substack. Uh, please uh, go to takingthecharge.substack.com, become a subscriber, and uh, and then uh, you know if you want to, please uh, go over to the paid subscription. And uh, and if with the paid subscription you get the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, uh, each week we talk to a young prospect around the world. Uh, this week we had the interview with uh, Mert Akai, Turkish uh, 2000 born point guard playing um, at Dynamic Bel- uh, Belgrade. Uh, absolutely devastating news that he uh, had another ACL. Uh, tear uh, after having just come back from uh, uh, ACL tear uh, but that interview is up there from from Tuesday and uh, also part of the of the paid subscription is the are the full archives of this show the talking talent podcast uh, this this is available for two weeks for free on the on the substack and then uh, it is put behind the paywall so then you're only able to uh, uh, check it out if you are a paid subscriber if the price is too high come to me let me know what you think uh we can work something out uh but i think it's a it's a really good uh deal and, and kind of in the process of, of maybe adding some more stuff to that but that is still in the works all right no further ado let's uh move over to our our two scouts this week uh, first we have Ivan mitrovich and then we're finishing up with jason Filippi. Thank you very much. We appreciate. I appreciate your time. Next week we have a big show. Um, uh, a, uh, we're going to be talking about the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Belgrade, which uh, starts uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, time of recording, uh, Friday, the twenty fifth, I think, of, uh, of February. Uh, so don't miss that. Um, so until next week, uh, thanks a lot, and uh, again. Totally appreciate your assist, your uh, support, and enjoy the show. All right, back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from Serbia, Ivan Mitrovic. Ivan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hope the same is with you. Yeah, I feel good. I am really looking forward to some ANGT, and I bet you are even more because you're actually going to be there next week. Yep. And um, I guess. I'll wait. Uh, can't wait for it. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I, you know, I think uh, some of us. I didn't. I didn't watch. Uh, I only watched a couple of highlights, but of the of this um, U sixteen tournament in in uh, hung, in Hungary uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, for the 06s and stuff like that. I watched yeah. a couple of highlights, but you know, this is just a totally different level and. Um, and also, you know, not getting the tournament, uh, in, in Munich, um, and, and now 
um, you know, knowing that it's that it's going to be here next week. And uh, we got we we're going to have a podcast next week. The podcast, uh, the Talking Talent podcast next week will be uh, about the ANGT Belgrade. So if you are looking looking for information, we will uh, we will tackle it a little bit. Uh, we are kind of working out the plans now, but uh, it should be fun. Um, but uh, we're actually and we're going to talk about some guys who actually uh, have some history with the competition. Um, and 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 uh, we're going to start off with a guy that uh, Svezda fans do not like, um, uh, Alexander Longovich. He was actually the MVP uh, back yeah. in 2019 when, uh, and that was the game. That was the game that ended the 38 game winning streak that dated back to 2011 when Mega beat. Uh, when Mega beat yep. Svezda, uh, they of course Mega beat Svezda last last season, um, and Partizan beat Svezda in the last group stage game to reach the first place game. Um, so it's been three years in a row that Svezda. Um, yeah. But um, so so uh, Alexander Langovic came up in the in the Mega system, played for national teams for Serbia uh, under sixteen European Championship Podgorica. Uh, took the bronze, played at the under-17 World Cup, uh, also under-18 uh, in 2019 in in Greece. Uh, in Greece. Yeah. Uh, went from Mega to... Uh, yeah, well, I guess he was he was at Mega the entire time until going to Port, Port Greece in the off in the off Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he just went on alone. Okka, which is a mega B team basically last year in, in Serbian league, but yeah, yeah, he was a mega system. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and actually if I, and so, you know, it's putting up some, some, you know, big numbers also adriatic league. You know, I, I think some of these teams, uh, you know, everybody wants to go to Suezda maybe or, or mega or parties on, but you know, like Port Gorica, you know, they're playing all the ABA. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess they're, they're playing the, uh, the ABA uh, B league. Is that right? ABA two, yeah, ABA two, yeah, ABA two. So, um, and and if I'm not mistaken, uh, because I think I wrote about him, he's actually from the same city as as um, uh, Vladi Divac. Yeah, yeah, they're both from uh, Priepolje. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what do you have on uh, Alexander Longovic? Yeah, uh, he's the 2001 born, as we mentioned before. Uh, 6'9 tall, plays as a, a power forward, and also recently he became also a option as a center. Uh, as you said, he he's currently playing in Podgorica in uh, uh, second Adriatic League and also in, in Montenegrin uh, fir- first division. Uh, on, on this uh, Last uh, ABBA 2 bubble, he had uh, his career-high performance, scored 30 points and grabbed 10 rebounds uh, against the Slovenian team uh, Rogaška. Currently averages uh, just uh, uh, under 12 points in ABBA League, 11.9 points and 6.9 rebounds. And he has uh, almost the same numbers in, in, in Montenegrin League. It's uh, 11.5 points per game and uh, 6.7 uh, rebounds. Uh, in addition to his national team events he played, he he was also part of uh, Basketball Without Borders Europe Camp in, in Belgrade in, in 2018. Uh, his game-wise, as I've said, he is uh, 205 centimeters tall, 6 feet, six feet 9, uh, plays mostly as a power forward. He has a decent size, uh, very, very tough body. He has a very good frame, wide shoulders, and and uh, really possesses some some good level of, of body strength. Um, he now mostly mostly plays uh, as an interior guy, even though he moves really well on the on the court. Uh, he's not really polished on the low post. Lacks of uh, elite skill set, and uh, he really needs to work on his on his weaker hand. Uh, but anyway, he really uses his body well. He can create position. And really can maintain that position and, and use it to, to get uh, as close as possible to the rim. Uh, he's a very good interior scorer uh, with his stronger ha- stronger hand only. 
really aggressive finisher, which I like about him, and really is able to play above the rim, so he doesn't doesn't shy away from from finishing uh, against uh, stronger guys or just going for the dunk anytime possible. So really, I really like his uh, his aggressiveness when it comes to finishing with with uh, with his left hand. Besides that, he's very good uh, offensive rebounder. Uh, follows his own misses and really goes for for all the all the possible rebounds. So it, it happens it happens many times that he misses a, a misses a right hand layup, let's say, and then just grabs the rebound right after that and, and goes for for another another second chance or or a dunk. Uh, beside that, in in his in his youth. Huge stint with, with youth categories. He he really played uh, a lot as a as a floor stretcher, and was pretty pretty good uh, spot up shooter. Uh, he's still pretty pretty solid spot up hitter. Even even he his jumper became more fluid and, and a bit more um, smoother. But uh, he used to be more more reliable threat from from three point three point positions. At youth level, then then it's uh, then is the case now when, when he plays with the seniors. Uh, he's he's not a fluid ball handler, but I like uh, his ability to to attack closeouts when possible. He goes uh, usually left side, and those are straight straight line drives. But he doesn't complicate. He just uses one or two dribbles to get to the rim as as fast as possible. Uh, besides playing with the ball, he really sets good good on ball screens. As I said, as I said, he has pretty pretty tough body and and covers a lot of room with his with his uh, body frame. So I really I think he he is a good uh, screen setter and he moves pretty well. So he can roll quickly to the basket or occasionally to to pop out and, and shoot a ball. Uh, plays with a lot of energy. Uh, likes to sprint down the court. Doesn't you know? Doesn't complain. Do all the all the needed things uh, on both ends. Uh, speaking about his defense, he is a very tough defender. Plays hard in the paint, which which is a very good thing for a for a 2001 born big guy. Uh, he's a good rim protector. has uh, He has good uh, feeling for for blocking shots and, and protecting the paint. And of course, uh, as I've said, protecting the rim, even on, on senior level. I think uh, at the moment he averages uh, one block per game, but in about two, if I if I'm not mistaken. So overall, he's pretty. Playing pretty well this year. Uh, this was a, a a small jump from from Serbian KLS level to to Montenegrin uh, first division and ABA two level. So I think he's he's doing right things with with his improvement, going uh, step by step. So it's it's really for me highly possible to to see him playing uh, on higher level. Let's say uh, ABA 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 league next year. And of course, if he fixes his weaknesses, which is uh, his weaker hand usage at first place, uh, knowing how how tough he can be and, and with, with how much energy he can play and what he can bring uh, both in the paint and, and on the perimeter, I think he, he could be really, really, really good uh, big guy in, in coming time. Yeah, I mean, I I liked uh, him. Obviously, that was you know youth level, and and you have to you know you know think accordingly. Um, but you know you, um, you know it. I, you you said that you know you know some people might think it's a step you know maybe step down, but it's it's actually probably a step up because he's able to yes. play also. You know, because you know mega, you know they have a different. Uh, uh, agenda is a you know the strange word sometimes yeah. you know but they just have yeah. different you know different guys at at, dif- at different levels right now um that need to that need the playing time and yeah. for him to go to a team like Podgorica you know it's it's good you know because uh, you know he hasn't played um he hasn't played you know those big clubs yet uh, Brusnos um, yeah. Uh, Monabar, you know, but you know, you know, but you know, he's, he's able to play these other teams. Uh, is sure. he on, is he on loan there, or is he, or did they yeah, yeah, he's on loan? Yeah. So, I know I mean, that's a loan. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great step for him to get there. Um, for for those no who might doubt. not know, for me, 
for me uh, that's a, that's only a step up for him yeah um for for those who don't know maybe just uh really quick to stick with with uh with um with the, the team so they are they are playing the abba abba two league um and yeah. uh and they're outside the playoffs right now um you know um the eight teams go to the playoffs um to do you see a you know like Boras is is and then Skopje are the top two teams right now in, in that in the in the in the ABA two league and the winner of the yeah. ABA two league goes to the ABA and then the loser the last place team drops down. Um, do you you know this is just league um, you know just you know observations about the league. Do you think one of those two teams are going to win it, or do you think there's a chance that you know I mean Helios is the team that came down. You know, they're still right there in the mix. Um, I mean, spars you always have to consider, but is there a team that you that you you know from from what you've seen that there's that is really dominant this this season in the uh, in the league? Well, well, Borat Borat is dominant. I didn't see uh, actually their games live, but I've been following a bit uh, because they they play in, in bubble systems, which I think it's a, a good idea for for those teams. And Borat is pretty pretty dominant at the moment. I think they're. They don't have uh, any lost games, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe they have one. I think it's but, I think it's nine and one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they are pretty dominant, and there is a uh, one bubble left to go before playoffs. So I think I think yeah, they they will uh, win the league, and and then the second second seeded team uh, plays against uh, oh, okay. the, one the before last. last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in in Abba league and uh, and a kind of. Uh, I think they played two games, if I'm not mistaken, and then the the, and the aggregate score. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that was that was the case last year. So, okay. but the league is really competitive, and I, I like the system of of bubbles. And there is a a lot of lot of young guys uh, in those teams. So yeah, it's really fun to watch. I mean, Podgorica has some guys like uh, Zoran Ponovic, uh, Mihailo Jovicic, uh, Langovic is there. The guy we spoke just now. Uh, who else? Marko Kljajevic, Nikola Mishkovic, and some a lot of a lot of guys who were in Mega before. So there is a lot of a lot of guys to, to watch in, in this league. And if I'm not mistaken, Derby was the team that went up from last season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played also Abatu last year and then you went know, up. And, yeah. and, and Derby, you know, we've talked about some of those guys. Tomislav uh, uh Ivisic, you know, Boris Timsha. Yeah. You know, that's you know, so you you get an idea of, of you know what what level we're at. Um, our yeah. next guy uh, is actually uh, was his former teammate there in um, uh, his former teammate at Mega. Uh, no, sorry, uh, sorry. No, uh, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> people, people in Serbia are you know flipping out right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, Nemanja Popovic also, also uh, really quick, uh, really quick to um, uh, to Langovic. Uh, he will. He, he's going to turn 21 on Saturday, uh, so he'll play then the rest of the yep. season at, at 21. Uh, Nemanja Popovic uh, came up, I guess, actually in Vizura, uh, which is a, this, yeah. another part of the city, and then went to Svezda in 2017. Uh, he's basically been there uh, in that system. FMP is always is also there, and you know, um, yes. and is kind of back, um, if I'm not mistaken, more in. Uh, well, no, he's at at uh, at Vo Vo Vovodinia this year, um, and uh, you know, 2001 born, played at the under under 16 to win the bronze medal. Um, and was also in the in the World Cup. He did not play at the under 18 European Championship, um, but uh, it's um, you know, that's uh, so, so that's the uh, that's his his uh, resume. So um, and of course, if you're not if you're wondering. Uh, which one was this guy? That's the guy with the headband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nice all right, so Nemanja Popovic, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot, a lot of similarities between him and Langovic. They are both 2001 born. They're actually uh, listed on the same height, 205 centimeters, or actually six foot, uh, six foot nine tall. Uh, at the moment, they they both play Abatu. They played in most of the most of the national team events together. And basically, most of the ANGTs they played against uh, each other. Only, only they, they uh, played in the in, they played in the nineteen final, so they were the first place game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, only, only different thing is that uh, uh, Popovic was also a member of BWB camp in Europe, but also he went uh, he went to 
Basque Without Borders Global Company in 2019. Uh, he is currently with, uh, he has contract with uh, with Red Star, but he is on a loan at Vojvodina. Plays plays in uh, in Serbian KLS league beside beside Abba two. He played so far six games only, and averaged uh, uh, twelve point five points per game and a bit above uh, five rebounds per game. Uh, beside beside the similarities with height and and position they play, there is a lot of differences is differences in their game styles. Uh, of course, Popovic is also very very well sized. He has a nice body frame, but in my opinion, he he has. Still, some room to gain uh, gain strength and and toughness, but uh, Popovic for me has uh, better athletic abilities, and he he's very mobile for his size and really runs the floor well and uh, uh, also plays with with great energy, hustles hustles hard and on both ends. Uh, on the offensive end, he is for me more versatile, even though even though Popovic really, really has, has troubles with the shot, but we'll, we'll get to it a bit later. Uh, speaking about their similarities, they both uh, can, can, can score from the low post, but for me, Popovic is really polished uh, attacker, he uses his uh, nice athleticism and, and length to, to score above uh, defenders. Uh, beside his polished skill set, he is really poised on the, on the low post, uh, doesn't complicate, and he really brings uh, simple decisions in the paint, and he is he is also able to finish finish uh, with with hook shots and baby hooks. So he's he's uh, his uh, low post skill set is really on on, on solid level. Uh, he can also stretch the floor, but as I've said, he really has major troubles with with his shooting. Uh, doesn't have proper mechanics and shot motion. He has no fluidity. It's a bit stopped. He occasionally uh, jumps forward when he shoots, and those problems are, are lasting for for a couple of years now. So I don't think that he'll he will fix them uh, to to a very high level in future. But beside that, he's a very good ball handler for his size. Uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't you know play a lot with the ball in his hands. But when when he does, he is able to attack closeouts, but also uh, when he grabs defensive rebounds, he's able to push fast breaks with his wood ball in his hands and, and to create advantage, advantages. He has really good mobility so he can outrun his defenders. Uh, another uh, high IQ guy, reads situations well. Uh, he had some troubles with, with turnovers when, when he was younger, but that, thing, that uh, got really better. And I really like his, his offensive versatility and, and, and basketball IQ. Uh, on the other side of the floor, uh, he lacks of toughness, and uh, that's visible when when he's guarding guarding uh, stronger bigs inside. He is not that he is not weak, but I would like to see him being more more tough. Uh, he is a great rim protector. He has nice nice uh, length, as I've said, and and good timing for for blocking shots. But he is really really versatile uh, pick and roll defender, which is. Uh, very important thing for him in, in nowadays basketball. He can he can cover he can defend the pick and rolls in, in multiple ways. Uh, he moves well off his feet, uh, covers a lot of space. Uh, only thing I would I would I would like him to add would be a bit more toughness and, and a bit more aggressiveness uh, on defensive end. But anyway, his his talent level is uh, was always there. Uh, his versatility on, on offensive and especially is still there. So I th- also think he will he will make this this jump to a higher level. Maybe not not next year, but in 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 year or two. Now it's up to to Red Star to see if, if they can if they can make find him a a role in in their senior team or would he go maybe to to FMP next year to try to play on on uh, Abba level. We'll see, but his his talent is obviously there, and I, I really I was really a big fan of, of his game back in, in under eighteen and under nineteen categories. Yeah, uh, so so he actually signed a three year deal with uh, with Swesda be in the off season September three year deal with with uh, with yeah. them. 
Uh, I noticed um, that uh, that he had a game with Svezda at the end of September, and then actually didn't play his first game for Vovodinia until uh, sort of the second week of of January. Was because yeah. you mentioned there's only played uh, whatever it is six you know ten games or so in the in the two leagues. Uh, was he playing youth league then, or was was there an injury? Do you do you know that or no? No, he didn't play in youth leagues. That, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't have any infos uh, about injuries. I think he was just uh, he was just practicing with us our first team, and then they saw he cannot maybe Can't play right him. away, and then yeah. and then just sent him on alone because he uh, in previous season I think he was yeah in previous seasons he was also let's say flying he was in FMP and also played uh, then after that he played on alone in uh, Okaka Belgrade. Then got back signed with Red Star. Now he's in Vojvodina. So I th- I think they're trying to find him a, a let's say a perfect perfect role to show all his talent. Uh, I mean, you have to say he is essentially 2002 born. You know, he yeah he is the 29th 20, 29th yeah. of December 2001. So he won't turn he won't turn 21 until. Um, until you know whatever it is, you know two fifths of the way through next season. Um, so yeah. it's, he's essentially uh, um, a 2002 born. Yeah. Um, all right. Last guy is um, is uh, Luka Luka Barisic, uh, and 1998 born uh, Croatian. Uh, uh, played uh, played with uh, Sedevita a little bit, then and then. Uh, uh, and 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 um, Lados went to the United States uh, in 2017 to really in the middle of nowhere, uh, Freeport, Illinois, to Highland Community College uh, in, in in Illinois. Then uh, spent two years there. Spent two years then uh, at the uh, University of Texas uh, San Antonio. Um, yeah. And we'll get to where he is at a second. So played at the ANGT back in 2015 and 16, uh, Croatian national team. He was actually uh, in in Samson there in the in December of 2016. That was the that was during the Turkish coup um, and uh, where they suspend where they postponed it in the summer, and then it was played in December 2016 in Samson. Uh, played for the uh, national team there. Um, and now he is at Western Illinois University, uh, which is my alum. Uh, I spent, f- uh, I I graduated from there in, 19, uh, shit. <laughs> 1996, 1996. Back in the uh, days. Back in the days, back in the days, 1996. And uh, so he is playing for Western Illinois University, the Leathernecks. Um, and, uh, you know, putting up, putting up big numbers, there was another player, um, that you talked about and, uh, yeah, yeah, he's in the summit league. Exactly. Uh, do you remember who that was? Yeah. Luca, Luca, he's at, uh, Oral Roberts. Yeah. Oral Roberts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that is a monster conference, which is, I think something we talked about actually when, uh, uh, when we discussed that, you know, that, uh, yeah. you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Kansas city, um, Iowa, Denver, Omaha, expansive. Um, but, but, uh, okay. So, I mean, he's been putting up some, you know, some, some, some pretty solid numbers, uh, so a couple of, a couple of, uh, 20 and 10 double doubles, uh, recently, uh, you know, that being said, he is, uh, he is already 24, um, and he's playing yeah. against 20, you know, whatever, 19, 18, uh, 19, 20, 21 guy, year old guys. Uh, so what do you have on, uh, on Luka Barsic, uh, a guy who you'd have to say took advantage of, uh, uh of the, uh, of the COVID, uh, you know, extra year, and is, yeah. is now with the, uh, Leathernecks out there in Macomb, Illinois of all places. Yeah, I mean he's one of the most experienced guys in the, in the whole NCAA. I would say he is ninety-eight born, yeah, and you, you can also call it old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to call, although I do. Polite, I like yeah. to say I'm I'm more experienced than some people do. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's try to be polite. Uh, Polit- played, politically correct, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
he played uh, two years at Highland College, then went to uh, Texas Antonio two years, and now fifth year at uh, at Western Illinois. And he's actually Illinois, Illinois, beside, silent, silent, Illinois, sorry, Illinois, silent sorry. Us. Yeah, it's okay. That's beside okay. beside being one of the most experienced guy, he's actually one of the most productive European European bigs uh, in the NCAA. At the moment, he averages 14.9 points per game and six rebounds. And uh, he's really versatile, big guy, plays, uh, plays with a lot of, lot of poise and is really high IQ guy, knows how to use all of his advantages. Uh, he is able to attack balls from low post and, and from, uh, from outside of the, of the three-point line. Uh, he can score with either hand at the post uses hook shots, uses fadeaways, baby hooks. Uh, occasionally, he he uses too many dribbles to create position on the low post. That's because he his body is probably his, his biggest weakness. Uh, besides size, there is not too, not too many athleticism connected with him or nor, nor some elite body strength. But uh, beside, beside that, he, he, he has really good body control and... Uh, doesn't shy away to, to score through contact, but he he uh, he uses his size well uh, when when it's possible to to, to score uh, above above defenders. Uh, beside playing on the low post, where he, as I said, he really can can uh, use his skill set to score and and to score with either hand. He he's a, a great floor stretcher. Uh, can shoot the ball. Doesn't hesitate to shoot at all. Uh, he had games where he took more than more than 10 or 15, 15 shots per game. And obviously, he's above average shooter for, for his size and his position. He has a quick release. His shot is a bit flat. His, his shot is a bit flat, but, and he was, his release point could be a bit higher, but uh, release is quick, quick enough, as I've said, and it's really smooth. He has no troubles with it and really can, can, and can be a very... Very efficient threat from uh, from spot up spot up situations and also from from pick and pop situations. Uh, besides scoring, which is at the moment his primary offensive thing, he's also a very solid passer thanks to his uh, good court vision, his his size, I would say, and, and his his high bas- basketball IQ. Uh, even though his offensive game is his priority. Uh, he is actually solid defender on on the on this level. Uh, as I've said, his body his body is far from great. There is a lot of room to upgrade it, but he, he even though he has it, it has no not 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 enough strength. I think he's pretty tough and he doesn't allow allow doesn't allow to be pushed inside that easily. Uh, I think he could be uh, way way better shot blocker. Knowing that he's uh, two oh eight centimeters tall, six six feet ten, so he could be much better shot blocker, and lack of lack of elite quickness uh, make makes him troubles when when he tries to switch and, and defend defend quicker guards uh, after ball screens or just when 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 he switches. So on the offensive end there there is a lot of things that i like about him in first place he's poor he's uh, high iq the way the way he he plays uh inside the paint and also outside of the perimeter he's very poised and really brings brings great decisions so i think he has potential to to play uh, at some solid uh let's say first mid level in europe and then then if he if he does good job i think he could even make a jump to to higher level uh, and he doesn't doesn't come back to Europe that young, as we said. He's uh, he's 24, so I think after this season he'll be ready to produce in the Europe uh, right after right after he 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 comes in in first season in in Europe. There, there's a reason why probably almost everybody who listens to the show other than they have a connection to me, which probably still is not the case, but uh, doesn't know WIU Western Illinois university because they really have really haven't produced uh, any, you know, any players, um, you know, Terrell yeah. parks, 
played a couple of years, BCL, uh, you know, Prometheus, uh, and then Nizni Novgorod a little bit, but you know, it's not a, it's not a producer of, uh, of, uh, of basketball, you know, talent. So, I mean, you mentioned sort of mid-level give us, cause this is obviously not an, an, an NBA guy, um, you know, but yeah. you know, you're looking at, you know, you look at the last, uh, you know, uh, from the last uh, four games, he's had uh, four or more three pointers three times. Um, you know, so what you you mentioned mid level. What 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 kind of what kind of spot do you think he lands? Um, you know, has 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 you know no has has been over in the United States. You know, one of the things that people say in the United States, you get to you get accustomed to playing against you know. Uh, more athletic guys. Um, so, so where where do you see? You know, do you see maybe a, a low ABBA team, or do you, or or what do you, what 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 sort of spot do you think he would maybe get? Well, I mean, you mentioned there that you play against more athletic guys. That's for sure case for him because, as I've said a minute ago, <laughs> his athleticism is really far from elite at but, but you know he's able to produce and you know and, and yeah so. yeah no doubt that's about that, that yeah that's connected with his talent and and basketball iq and, and versatility but yeah i mean maybe that'll be a lower lower level abba league or maybe maybe let's say fiba europe cup maybe some lower level of bcl it actually depends a lot of a lot of him i would say as uh, he he spent now basically it's i think 6 years in the in the united states so he would need some some time to basically come back to europe and, and now adapt again to european european level of basketball but but i think he he should not have major problems with that because most of the most of the time he uses his uh basketball iq as i said and he's uh, uh, talent to produce score to to be to be effective on this level so i think he can he can translate that to uh levels we, we just mentioned let's say lower level upper league or or some bcl lower level or maybe i don't know uh higher level fiba europe cup or something like that that's i think that will be for me the perfect perfect spots for for his uh Let's say rookie season in the in the in the Europe in the Europe, like a Croatian coach in Hungary, for example. Yeah, yeah, something like you that. Know. I mean, we, we, or some, we never, somebody we somebody know. who remembers somebody who remembers him because he he went when he was yeah. nineteen. He 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 was still nineteen. Um, you know, he was still in Europe at, at nineteen. He didn't go to the states until he was nineteen. So, you know, there is there is still the game in him, just you know, re re yeah. re you know, reacclimating himself. Yeah. All right, great stuff. Any, any, anytime, anytime I have a chance to talk about the the the, the WIU Leathernecks, um, I'm all I'm all in. Uh, there's there's not too many yeah. you know, there's not too many of them out there. So, uh, yeah. Ivan, why don't you let everybody know where they can uh, find you, read your words, etc. Uh, Balkan Prospects at, at Twitter and Balkan Prospects at Instagram, and also our website is BalkanProspects.com. So that's where. I, people can find find me and we will actually talk to you next week yep looking next forward week, to that the, the anjt belgrade preview special uh, yeah. special Ooh, i like that <laughs> i like that all right fantastic thanks Ivan, yeah. and uh, have yourself a good evening you too thanks man all right, back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from Italy is Jason Filippi. Uh, Jason, uh, nice to catch back up with you. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're going to talk. Um, we're going to uh, talk about uh, players you saw at that uh, Bassano trip, uh, Orange One uh, Basket Bassano, uh, your trip down there. Uh, and actually, some of these guys also played at the uh, this Hungarian tournament, uh, I guess, Two weeks ago, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. and uh, and actually they won the championship there. They beat Stella Azura, which I'm sure that uh, there was some uh, fun banter back and forth about uh, with that game and, and and everybody involved in the you know uh, in in the uh, in the Italian uh, youth basketball scene there. Um, so we're we're gonna start with uh, probably the, the 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 biggest name on this Pisano team, a guy that a lot of people are looking at and, um, you know, is 
uh, you know, is, and, and rightfully so. I think you're you're going you're going to say uh, his name is uh, Tifing Diara, uh, born in 2006, uh, and he is actually from Mali, and um, and so as I said, you know, people have been talking a lot about him uh, from Mali. I'll let you just uh, take off, and we'll see where what what we where we go from there. Anyways, yes, Tiffany Diara is, you know, an up-and-coming player. You know, he was, in fact, you know, uh, you mentioned the tournament in Hungary. He was, in fact, MVP of the, that tournament, you know, two weeks ago that uh, Bassano uh, won. And anyways, you know, he was, you know, uh, by far the best prospect I saw, you know, uh, during my um uh, during the two days I spent with the Bassano Orange One Basketball Academy. And, you know, definitely a player with the most upside. Um, he already has a very mature body for his age. You know, he's put together and he looks legitimate, 6'11", with a long body, long arms, and a frame that's already filling out quite nicely. He's really put together. And he's extremely mobile, you know, for a guy his size, very agile. He's not a freak athlete and, you know, explosive leaper sense but like i said he just moves really well he's quick off his feet a great runner he you know displays very good footwork very good footwork which you know uh, i was told though kind of may stem from the fact that he was a very accomplished uh, soccer player growing up you know uh and you know he like i said had he not grown to, you know, be uh, six, uh, 10, 6, 11, he may have, you know, continued to play soccer instead uh, because he was very good at soccer. And that's you know, where he, you know, that's where, you know, his, his uh, footwork, you know, uh, definitely uh, improved a lot because of that. Anyways, I was very impressed with him. You know, he's, like I said, he's a, uh, He's a very, you know, versatile big man. He can play both the fourth and five spots. He's obviously more of a true center playing at the youth level. But uh, I think that he may evolve to be more, you know, a power forward down the road. Um, you know, as I said, you know, he plays mostly in the low post. Uh, he can put the ball on deck and go one-on-one uh, quite effectively. Uh, he can also score with turnaround uh, shots in the low post. Um, and, you know, even though in, in games, if you watch games, footage he mostly plays in the low post during the practices i saw him playing a lot in the high post also and he has shows a very promising shooting touch he doesn't really shoot it from three-point range yet but uh he's a good mid-range shooter already you know off short pick and rolls he's a very good baseline shooter uh that's one of his go-to moves just you know knock down you know turn face knock down uh uh, baseline shot, you know, from, you know, four or five meters and um, just, you know, seems to have a nice touch. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, he becomes you know, uh, more of a high post player. Uh, if not, you know, a true stretch big who can shoot it out from three point range in the future, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but, you know, like I said, he's already okay with what he's doing right now. So like I said, you know, he's a, uh, he's a pretty dynamic big man. Uh, in that he can both post up and face up. And like I said, he's a very good finisher uh, off cuts to the basket, a good rim runner, um, you know, just has a really good feel for the game. You know, uh, he has a knack for being in the right place at the right time. He displayed also uh, very good hands, both good hands in a sense, you know, both for catching, you know, for catching passes inside, as well as just good hands in the sense that he has a good foot for the game. You know, he surprised me. He surprised me with his passing ability. You know, he, like I said, he uh, you know, saw the floor, floor quite well. You know, we have, you know, we have that, you know, we have that stereotype of, you know, the big kid arriving from an African country, you know, who's got great physical tools, but his feel for the game is just not very good. With Kipping Duara, you know, this young man has, you know, uh, has a, quite a nice feel for the game, you know. Yes, you know, definitely better than than uh, than average for a young big man, especially a young big man who hails, you know, from a lesser basketball environment. So I was very surprised by you know him his ability, you know, to you know find the open man and you know to reverse the ball and just you know see the court. You know, I was very impressed with that, and that, like I said, you know, makes me think that you know this kid is going to have something special that goes well behind his physical tools and um you know his versatility was also very obvious on the defensive end and you know moving forward this you know uh is very important also like i said although he played most as a as a true center he uh you know thanks to his excellent mobility and footwork you know he showed the ability to uh switch uh onto a smaller player 
uh, and, you know, contain him quite well. Uh, he's, you know, a very good shot blocker who shows the potential to be a nice rim protector, even for the pro level. Um, and anyways, you know, good rebounder and all. Like I said, pretty much everything he does, he does, he does well. And everything he does, in my opinion, translates well to the pro level. Uh, for that matter, um, you know, like I said, I would label him as an elite, elite college, college player. I mean, you know, player for the Dukes and the Baylors and the North Carolinas and the Kentuckys. And also, uh, even though he's, you know, even though he just turned 16 uh, this month, uh, he's you know, also a legitimate uh, NBA prospect moving forward. And, you know, he'd probably be in my top five international prospects from the 2006 uh year of birth even though that may be a little premature but uh, i think he's you know, going to be he's I think he's going to be a special player keeping you out so i look forward to following him you know uh, here in italy close to home and all and you you mentioned he turns um uh i guess he'll turn 16 on on sunday um and i wouldn't be surprised at all if he plays at the FIBA under 18 year uh, African championship, um, even with the thought of depending where he is in two years to even play at the, so play next year at the under 19 world cup, and then even play at the 25 under 19 world cup. Uh, if you remember Dalo, uh, he played Omar Dallo, um, if I'm not mistaken. He he played as a 17 year old at the Under 19 World World Cup, which also gave him the experience then to play uh, as a true leader there in at the Under 19 World Cup back in seven um, uh, 19 2019 when Mali, of course, um, uh, uh, took the silver medal, lost to um, lost to United States in the final. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. They've pushed everybody. Molly has pushed everybody uh, in terms of their their youth uh, international competitions. So it wouldn't shock me in the least that we see him at the um, uh, at the under under eighteen year uh, African Championship. I'm just looking now, see if I can find out when it is. Um, and right now I don't see it, but that doesn't mean very much yet. Um, okay. Next guy uh, is uh, also from Mali. And he, I would imagine he would also be playing there. He's actually a year younger than what, what would be. And he just turned uh, 17 and that is uh, his teammate there. Uh, in Bassano, that's uh, Musa Bamba, uh, um, 2005 born, and um, I saw in your I saw in your article, so he's six seven, um, six seven without shoes, and he has a seven four wingspan, uh, which long arms. What's that? Freakishly long arms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so go ahead, go ahead. Talk about uh, Musa Bamba, 2005 born. Uh, Mali, so, no, you know, even though I, even though I said that, you know, Tiffany Duara is, you know, definitely a player with most upside. Uh, Musa Bamba was actually the player, um, was actually the most dominant player, you know, during the two days of practice and scrimmages that I saw in Bassano. Um, you know, obviously you're older, you know, he's, you know, uh, much more mature both as a player and, you know, as a person probably. So he was actually the single player. He doesn't have the upside of the Duara, but right now today he is probably the more impactful of the, of the two. Anyways, you know, what, uh, like I said, you know, I was hoping, I was hoping he would be, you know, a little bit taller because you know, I had read varying reports. I saw him on video and I personally, it's hard to judge on video, you know, how tall a guy really is, uh, especially because, you know, the angle of the camera is, it's not, you know, uh, parallel to the floor, but it's always at an angle. And, um, you know, so, you know, when I first saw him walk out on the court, I admit I was a little disappointed because like I said, I was hoping, cause I read reports that he was, you know, closer to six, nine, six, 10, uh, rather than six, seven, but you know, he turned out to be only six, seven. But once again, after a moment of 
disappointment, I quickly realized, though, you know, how long his arms well. And anyways, you know, after five minutes, you know, uh, on the court, I could see that, you know, uh, he was he was going to be fine that, you know, he played bigger. Uh, than his, uh, you know, actual height. So that was not going to be an issue. Anyways, yes, Musabamba, you know, he impressed me on both sides of the court. You know, offensively, you know, his game is very simple, but very effective. You know, he's not as skilled, say, as well, you know, Tiffany Jara, but his game is very effective. You know, he knows, he knows who he is. He knows what his strengths are. He's got good instincts. Like I said, you know, he's he's a great finisher at the rim, a very athletic finisher. You good. You can score off lobs, and he can score with contact. And you know, he just takes the ball up strong and tries to dunk over people. Um, and so he's you know excellent pick and roll player for that matter. But he also did show the ability to put the ball on deck, you know, quite uh, quite well and go one on one, not just from the low post, but even from the high post area. So he was quite versatile in that aspect, you know, being able to attack the rim and attack, you know, bigger, slower guys off the dribble and get to the rim and uh, and score. And you know, he does not have NBA three point range or anything. He doesn't really even shoot it much you know, from long range, but he's capable of knocking down mid-range shots, you know, at least based on the practice and on the scrimmages. So I don't know if he'll ever become a necessarily a three-point threat, but, you know, uh, as, you know, undersized a small ball, as a small ball big man, you know, uh, who's a good rim runner, that's still, that may not be an issue. He'll still, you know, have a role, you know, uh, in a team offense, because like I said, what he does translates very well to higher levels of competition. Uh, the defensive end though is obviously where um, Musabamba, you know, makes his mark the most. And, you know, he was a true force on the defensive end. You know, like I said, he was all over the floor, literally all over the floor on the defensive end. Like I said, you know, in addition, in addition to having these long arms, he's a very good athlete you know, uh, both vertically and laterally. And, you know, he moves his, slides his feet quite well. You know, he plays bigger, you know, thanks to his length, he's able to guard much bigger players without a problem. And more, even more importantly, he could switch, you know, effortlessly onto a much, much smaller player and contain him, you know, for, uh, for a long stretch. Uh, so his defensive versatility, you know, is something that, you know, may make, is special his defensive and I think that is something that might translate even to higher levels of competition you know today you know a big man who can switch you know it doesn't have to be that big anymore he has to be able to switch you know the, his ability to switch you know along with wingspan is probably more important than actual height uh, in today's game even at the highest levels of competition uh, including the NBA anyways but like I said he's all over the floor deflecting passes he's got a great motor just you know uh, like I said uh he really, really impressed me, uh, not just with his you know, style of play, but just with the impact that he had on the court. Um, you know, I would definitely rank him as, you know, a high major college player. And I think that he's going to be a very good player, too. Um, you know, as far as maybe NBA, he may have some limitations for the NBA, although I definitely consider him to be an NBA prospect also, but, you know, just not a first-round prospect like his teammate, Yuara. Um, But I think that he'd be great for the EuroLeague. You know, the player that I would compare him to, the player that I compare him to actually, is John Brown from Unix Kazan, who's mm. having a monster season in the EuroLeague this year. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot. Nice time to be compared to John Brown. <laughs> yeah, John Brown has a comparable motor and a comparable physical tools. They're both undersized big men, but thanks to their long arms, their motor, and their athleticism, they really compensate for that. Uh, and our forces on the defensive end and, you know, good good finishers on offense. So that's the type of player that I envision him being, uh, regardless of the level of competition that he may end up, you know, long term. But uh, yeah, Musa's definitely, he looked like a man among children uh, sometimes, you know, at the youth level, because with his body, his mode and athleticism, you know, uh, he really, really stands out. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, um, there's definitely at the moment uh, in Europe uh, worse guys to be compared to than John Brown, who's uh, playing uh, fantastic. Uh, club is actually a little bit in a downturn right now in the early, but uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, last guy um, is, uh, I assume, Dami Sar. Is that right? Yes. Dami Sar, uh, who 
actually, uh, you know, Union right up. You said he was born in. Uh, he was born in uh, in uh, born and raised in uh, Oderzo, Italy. Uh, That's so, right. uh, so I assume that 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 uh, means he's uh, Italian. Um, and 2006 born, so probably I imagine would be one of the leaders maybe this summer of the under 16 uh, European Championship team for for Italy. Is, 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 I would I would be guessing so. You know, like I said, you know, he was uh, he's despite his you know obvious you know African heritage, his parents are indeed uh, African and it, immigrant. And, uh, and, and I think it was El, El Haj, right? El Haj is uh, yeah. is is the other uh, na- yeah. uh, name uh, uh, for him as well. Uh, so yeah. so what, what what do you have on on, on Damisar? Damisar is a very intriguing prospect. Uh, very intriguing prospect. You know, first of all, because uh, he is in the middle of uh, incredible growth spurt. You know, like I said, this was my first time seeing him live up close, and I had old rosters where he was, he was listed as being only um, five ten, five eleven. Um, you know, uh, when he was you know fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, but instead, when I walked into the gym, I said, "Well, who's, who's this kid?" Because he he was uh, he looked to be at least six four, and the, you know the coaches there explained to me that you know he's in the middle of this incredible growth spurt. He has grown over five inches, uh, more than uh, more than twelve centimeters in a year and a half. Um, and you know obviously you know and the thing is based on his body type, it's fair to say that he still has some growing to do because like I said you know he's. Uh, yet to turn 16 and you know just his body type you know he's still very thin and you know uh, looks like a looks like a long tall but very young young uh, boy uh that he's going to keep growing to be at least you know two meters and you know considering that he was born a, a point guard you know that's <laughs> that's going to be very interesting to see how he develops you know with you know you have, we have the ball handling skills and guard with the size, you know, of, uh, of a big wing player. So anyways, just off the bat, you know, that intrigued me immediately once, you know, I saw his size and length and, you know, the, the backstory about him being in the middle of this incredible growth spurt. Um, anyways, uh, like I said, he's more, he's mostly a combo guard. You know, like I said, he was uh, more of a point guard due to his size in the past, but now he's, you know, obviously becoming more of a scorer. Ultimately, I think his future will and will probably be as a combo guard that can both act as a primary ball handler as well as a scorer. Um, he's more of a scorer than a shooter right now. Like I said, he's a good good one-on-one player, you know, better at getting to the rim. Um, you know, he can shoot from three-point range too, but his, you know, jump shot is quite inconsistent, you know, kind of unreliable. So he definitely needs to become a little more consistent in that department. And I'm sure he will though, through just practice and repetition. But right now, you know, his biggest strength is his ability to, to get to the rim uh, and just score in traffic. And, you know, he's a, he's a very, very good open court player, you know, in transition, both as a handler and as a finisher, um, you know, obviously thrives, you know, in an up-tempo game, you know, he, like I said, he'll need to improve a bit in this half court game, especially as a, as a playmaker, uh, but, you know, with the ball in his hands and the open court, he's really tough to stop at this at the youth level. And I think though that will translate to higher self level of competition also. Um, you know, he is, like I said, you know, even though he looks to score, you know, he does have some playmaking ability having played as a point, you know, a lot earlier in his career. Uh, he can create off the dribble. He can, you know, drive and kick and dump the ball off to big men also. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, his versatility translates to the defensive end also, where thanks to, you know, his uh, size and length, he's able to guard both point guards as well as shooting guards and perhaps uh, in the near future also bigger wing players thanks to his, uh, you know, size and long arms. So anyways, the this, this Dame Sar has a huge upside. You know, he's not in the class of uh, Diora or Musabamba. But, you know, among the other prospects there, he's probably the one with the next highest upside after, you know, the uh, first two guys we spoke about. Uh, so I'm very intrigued, very intrigued by, you know, with Damisar and the fact that he'll be able to play for the Italian national team, you know, it probably intrigues uh, me even more at this point. So we'll be hearing his name, you know, a lot in the near future, I'm sure, Damisar. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, uh, you can also go to uh, Pro 
uh, pro uh, pro perspective insight. Uh, that's uh, and check out the two part uh, uh, two part uh, um, and, and <laughs> the two part look at the uh, at uh, uh, at the Bassano program. Um, fantastic stuff. And of course, you know, and we should have we should we all should have been able to have seen these guys already uh, at the Adidas Next Generation tournament in Munich. Uh, but of course that was uh, postponed. Um, so, and we're still waiting to hear about when, when that would, uh, when that will be, uh, when that will be played. Um, all right. So Jason, why don't you, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, et cetera, and then we will head out. Anyways, uh, if you guys want to follow me, you know, I will be going to the Adidas Next Generation uh, Tournament in Belgrade, uh, you know, next week, by the way. And anyways, I will be, you know, uh, offering update, frequent updates from my Twitter feed, uh, Jason Scout. Um, and uh, you can also then read my uh, recap of the events uh, and, you know, other, other work for the draft on both Pro Insight Perspective, uh, insight.com, as well as Basketball News uh, dot com also um and anyways like i said you know among other things i will be updating frequently from the adidas next generation tournament in belgrade next week so keep our fingers crossed that you know everything goes well and that everyone is all the teams are able to get there you know safe and sound without you know having players quarantined uh and all exactly uh jason thanks a lot and uh, we will talk to you then absolute latest uh, two weeks. Uh, but I have a feeling we might chat again next week, uh, looking ahead to the uh, Adidas Next Generation Tournament. So uh, look forward to it. Sounds good. Bye-bye.